Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. This is Jacob Davis, Executive Director of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association. And this is Carla Hornady, Director of Cotton, Soybean, and Wheat and Feed Grains. And today we're going to talk to you about the row crop outlook. This year's been interesting, to say the least, and that remains true for this year's peanut crop as well. There was an increase to 181,000 acres of peanuts this year statewide versus the 156,000 that was planted last growing season. In March, we had an early warm spell that some farmers took advantage of to plant their crop early, but then cooler weather came at the end of the month and the 1st of April. That cooler weather coupled with some seed issues from the 2019 crop, caused some poor stands in parts of the state, forcing some producers to have to replant. All in all, this growing season has been a good one. There are a few parts of the state that experienced some drought stress, but for the most part, the crop has received timely rains. Some areas have received so much moisture that it's caused producers to not be able to make timely fungicide and herbicide applications. Then comes along Hurricane Sally in the middle of September, right when growers are getting ready to start harvesting. Some farmers delayed digging until after the storm. However, some producers' fields were at the point they needed to get started digging, and they did. Some who dug early were able to get their peanuts picked prior to the rain that came along with the hurricane. Those who dug but were not able to pick have experienced quality grading issues with those peanuts, with the majority of them going seg two negatively impacting the value of those peanuts. The big story with Hurricane Sally as far as peanuts go was the rainfall, with most of the southern part of the state receiving from 7 to more than 20 inches of rain. That rain has caused some severe erosion issues in parts of the state and soft spots across fields impacting the farmer's ability to harvest their crop. Some farmers are having to leave either parts of or whole fields because they are still too wet to get harvest equipment in them. Peanut harvest is going full steam ahead since we have been fortunate to receive some drier weather over the past week. What about the rest of the row crops, Carla? Well, as you mentioned, Jacob, we have had a good bit of rain throughout the state, and corn was definitely one of those crops that benefited from the rain we received. In Alabama this year, we had an increase of 16 percent up to 370,000 acres planted and overall the corn crop looks good even dryland corn is picking 220 and plus which is extremely good for the dryland acres some producers have had difficulty getting all their corn out due to the off and on rains that continued even during harvest time a large percentage of the corn was harvested prior to hurricane sally Corn that remained in the fields as Hurricane Sally passed through was laid over, which is making harvest a little more difficult. In central and toward the northern part of the state, the acres that are in corn that were not harvested are, the combines are wide open right now with the talks of another storm in the Gulf this weekend. And moving on to soybeans, we had an increase of 17% in soybeans with 310,000 acres planted. Again, the soybean crop is looking good. Um, We have a few people that are already beginning to harvest soybeans, and we expect the average to be 30 to 70 bushels an acre. And, of course, that larger 
um, yield of 70 will be on the irrigated land. We um, The crop, again, it looks good, but it's not in the bins. And as we know, with the weather here in Alabama, that's always a concern. But we do feel like we will have good yields for those that are able to avoid, you know, future hurricanes or rainfall and, and harvest in a timely manner. We do know that there are some acres that were in the path of Hurricane Sally and in that area we will see some yield and possibly quality loss just because of the tangling of the plants and that will again make harvest difficult as they go in to harvest in the state. In cotton, cotton was down 13% this year with 470,000 acres planted. Again, if you, you look at why farmers plant what they do, you have to look at what was happening around the time they were making decisions. And as you all know, in March is when the pandemic hit and cotton farmers rely heavily on export markets. And of course, those declined as well as U.S. manufacturing slowed or in some cases stopped completely during this time, which made even domestic cotton not a need. And also in March, the price for cotton dropped below 50 cents a pound and they were making final planning decisions at that time. So that is probably why there is such a decrease in cotton for the year. Today, the market has recovered slightly as it's trading around 64 cents. The crop is many areas ahead of schedule due to some of the higher temperatures that we received throughout the growing season. Um, talking to producers across the state, they're, um, most of them feel confident that our averages will be anywhere from 950 to 1,300 pounds an acre. There are producers who will have lower yields and quality, again, due to hurricane winds and rain that were then followed by overcast skies. You know, we went and we talked to several in the area that had cotton that had been affected by the hurricane, and they thought if they could get sunshine that they would turn out better, but if any of you watched the weather closely, you would know that several days of overcast and continued rains fell on those areas. There is a projection that uh, we could lose as much as 20% of our cotton crop in the state due to the regrowth and bowl rot associated with the hurricanes that have impacted our state this year. And speaking of hurricanes, with all eyes are on the tropics right now. It's tropical storm delta is forming uh, in the Caribbean and projecting to make landfall somewhere in the Gulf states early in next week. So that definitely could have a negative impact on our farmers as they're trying to harvest their crop this season. Carl, I believe most of the cotton bowls are opening up down in South Alabama, so that wind definitely could have an impact. Yeah, my understanding in that area of the state is at least 90% open. In central Alabama, we do have some producers that we're hoping to harvest in the next week or two, So, but even in South Alabama, being 90% open, if they get rain and wind out of a hurricane, it, it's just not a good situation. And with peanuts, it's going to be, of course, getting wet again. You know, the farmer's ability to get in the fields and be able to get their crop out is is going to be negatively impacted if we receive a whole bunch of rain in South Alabama. I would just encourage everyone that was affected by Hurricane Sally or just talking about the next tropical storm that could possibly come and impact our state, I would encourage you to go to the alphafarmers.org slash survey. We do have a survey out there, and we're using this to better understand the full impact of hurricanes um, that hit our state on our farmers and producers, and we encourage you to fill it out. We'll use this as 
a way to track damage and to report findings um, to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. We have had several um, agencies reach out to us following Hurricane Sally, and I'm sure that will be the same if another one um, impacts our state, and it's just helpful to have information directly from the farmers to respond to them to get the help that farmers will need. Thank you, Carla, and thank you for joining us today on this week's AgCast. Stay tuned for the weekly AgCast Wrap-Up. And now, your weekly AgCast Wrap-Up. This is Brady Ragland, Commodity Director with the Alabama Farmers Federation. Fall is upon us, and this year, maybe more than any in recent memory, it's been great to get outside and enjoy these cooler temperatures. Between school, football, and harvest season, I know this is a busy time of year, but I'd like to encourage you and your family to make the trip to Montgomery for the upcoming Alabama National Fair on October 9th through the 18th. Yes, the fair that began in 1954 is set to roll on in 2020. Of course, fair organizers have made patron and exhibitor safety their top priority. This includes mandatory face masks and temperature checks at the gate. But, all of the things that you've come to know and love about the fair are still on the schedule. This includes tasty fair food, the carnival, and of course the junior livestock shows. The Alabama Farmers Federation and Alpha Insurance have been a longtime supporter of the Alabama National Fair. In particular, Federation staff and members have helped produce the junior livestock shows, which include beef, dairy, swine, sheep, and goat shows. Youth compete for top honors with their project in what has become one of the largest and most competitive shows in the state each year. Check the Alabama National Fair website for a detailed show schedule and make plans to take advantage of this weather at the Alabama National Fair in Montgomery, October 9th through the 18th. We hope to see you there. Thank you for joining us for Alabama AgCast. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.